oh, well, those books are kind of niche. Oh, God. I said, oh, my culture niche now? <laughs> Do you agree with it? I really, um, like, I'm trying agree to agree with just, just the call that if you are black, white people owe you money. I don't think there's a such thing as my kids being too woke. Yeah. Right? So I can't undo where I grew up. I can't undo that. And I can't, I'm not going to feel bad for it. You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. So hello, it's Christina and Jackie, and we're back at it. Back at it again. Yes, I feel like that sounds like that. That um, you remember that old little mean thing, the guy who had the van. Yeah. Damn, Daniel. Oh. Back at it again. We're back at it again. again with white vans. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you remember that? No. That kid got free vans for like a year on Are Ellen. you serious? Yes, he did. Oh, on Ellen. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think I Look remember. You, you realize when I you gotta, said Ellen. Yeah, yeah. Pop culture. Pop culture. I love pop culture. <laughs> um, I missed you, so I'm glad to be doing this again. I know. I'm staring into your eyes. <laughs> you sing. You and your singing. <laughs> um, so we're, I'm excited for today's interview. Because well, one. you have something really cool coming up that's tied to yeah, interview. so I'm going to be on a panel for Unmasking Hampton Roads. Unmasking. That sounds really like deep, like a woman taking off her makeup at night. Yeah. Or like Two-Face pulling his face off. <laughs> it's just like revealing whatever's underneath. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Friday taking off of his mask. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. It's scary. There. Well, these conversations It could be scary. Be, I was just going to say really that. really scary. I uh-huh. think it kind of plays into that. So tell what, what, okay, so what happened? What happened? Tell us how you So um, Samantha reached out to me originally um, because- Who that? Samantha. Samantha is a journalist. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and um, she reached out because she's on Virginia Humanities. Um, and she just reached out to say she'd heard of us and we'd been recommended yeah. um, because of the work that we're doing in Hampton Roads cool. with related to race. Hey, now. Yeah. So it's really exciting. Your neighbor's hood and somebody else's hood. Yeah. So nice. we're not the only ones having these conversations, which is really encouraging. It's really Because it takes, what do you say, villaging? It takes it's a, a village. Verb. It's a verb, villaging. Do it yeah. in your own backyard. Yep. Change your kernel of the world. It's changing the daggum world. Yes. I love that. And that, that's that been great to me, too, because it's like you got to change your corner of the world. You know? Yeah. We're having the race conversation in our corner of the world. And, and what Samantha and the unmasking thing is mm-hmm. doing it, taking it to many different places. Yeah, yeah, she's so, been in Charlottesville and then... And so what happened? So now mm-hmm. you reach out. Yeah, so I figured like it would be... I just want to get people in the room that are doing something similar that have a heart and a passion for this because I think it's an important conversation to yeah. have. You know, I wanted to bring someone in who's got the pers- different perspective and who's also been outside of Hampton Roads. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, because we know Hampton Roads for the most part. We know this area, but I think it's interesting. I like to hear other people's perspectives. Yeah, so, so this will be interesting. And so this whole thing, she didn't just start by herself. She... No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. We'll let her tell it. Yeah, she's got to tell that part. Because we're going to have Samantha on the show. Yes. Let's let's do let's this. Get in. Let's get into the let's conversation. Di- let's dive. Let's 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 get let's take your unmask- makeup off. Take your makeup off. Let's let's unmask ourselves. <laughs> All right. So here we have yes. our today's guest. Your name? Samantha Willis. Oh, she sounds so, look. She said she was a journalist. Doesn't she sound like a journalist? Yeah, she does. Samantha Willis. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, I very like professional, like- put together. Me and Jackie are just like. What do you say? Chopping it up? Chopping, chopping it up. up. <laughs> no, that's the beauty of podcasts is yeah. that they're um, a little bit informal. Right. But they are very personal and people yeah. can relate to them. Um, so we are 
super excited to be here. I'm Samantha Willis again. I am a journalist, an independent journalist, which means I write for publications all across the country, as well as a lot of Virginia-based media. I've been in media for a decade now. Um, so I've worked at TV stations, radio stations, print magazines, uh, and now I'm an independent uh, writer. I'm also a consultant with Virginia Humanities, and Virginia Humanities uh, is how I came to be connected to this project um, called Beneath the Surface. And this is a partnership between Virginia Humanities and, and Hampton Roads Community Foundation. They are the anchor of this effort. Uh, and Beneath the Surface is really an examination of race and the history of race in Hampton Roads, mm. uh, Virginia. So unmasking uh, Hampton Roads or hashtag unmasking HR is how you can find us online. Um, I'm co-creating this series with Vivian, who is Vice President of Special Projects at Hampton Roads Community Foundation. We'll let her talk um, and introduce herself in a few minutes, but I'm the co-creator of the Unmasking series. This Unmasking in Hampton Roads is the third Unmasking series in the state. Um, it was founded in Richmond in 2016 after a blackface scandal mm. rocked our city. We had a really popular music promoter who wore blackface mm. to public outcry, and but also a lot of people didn't understand what the big deal was. It's just a Halloween costume. Why is it such a problem for black people and people of color? Um, so I really saw, I was working full-time as arts uh, arts editor at Richmond Magazine at the time and saw an opportunity for conversation and for growth amongst uh, members of our community who just were not familiar with each other, did not talk to each other. Uh, so uh, with Richmond Magazine co-created the first Unmasking series in Richmond. And it's really a unique hybrid program in that it's kind of a, a mix of the traditional panel discussion but also we use art uh, and art forms as a vehicle to facilitate discussions about race and racism. The series name, Unmasking, uh, you guys have already kind of uh, hinted at it with mm -hmm. you know taking the makeup off, taking mm -hmm. the Freddy Krueger mask off, <laughs> um, which is funny and, it, and it's appropriate, but the, this, the origin of that name is a poem by the African-American poet, Paul Lawrence Dunbar called We Wear the Mask. And the, the poem is about uh, people who hide behind a mask, uh, hide their real emotions and who they really are behind a mask of civility, a mask of, you know, this is what I want, I must present to the world around me. Uh, and to me, the beauty of that poem has always been, we, we don't know if he's speaking, when he says we wear the mask, we don't know if the we is African-Americans, people of color, or, or white people, or who it is. It could really be applied to anyone. So that spoke to me greatly and that's why I named the series the Unmasking series because it's about taking off the pretense, stripping down, talking and, and being honest with each other. Um, so Unmasking Hampton Roads um, is again the third one in the state. First was in Richmond, second one was in Charlottesville in 2018. Co-created that series with Virginia Humanities and Justin Reed who's the Director of African American Programs at Virginia Humanities. Uh, and now um, Virginia Humanities asked me to come and consult on this project with the Hampton Roads Community Foundation, which I'm so excited to do. I'm, Vivian and I have, we are like besties now because we have a, a phone conversation um, every week about planning the series and making it as impactful as we can for the region. We're determined that it's not gonna be just another race dialogue um, without any type of um, impactful 
results on the community. Um, so it's three parts, just mm -hmm. to make clear what, you know, how this program is actually structured. It's three parts to each series. There will be two separate series of unmasking in the Hampton Roads region. The first one in October focuses on Norfolk and Virginia Beach. And the second one in November focuses on Portsmouth, Chesapeake, and Suffolk. So at each series, it's three parts. The first night, we come together, we eat dinner. Everybody who comes sits together. You sit with strangers, people you don't know. And we have uh, we watch a uh, an art form. This time we're going to have a play by Sher Sherry Bailey and Company. They're going to be doing a play for us, a live presentation called Abolitionist Museum. Helps us struggle with some uh, pretty poignant questions when it comes to uh, memory and and how people are remembered in terms of our racial history uh, and symbols of, of remembrance, um, like the Confederate flag. What do those symbols mean to us as a people? How do they impact our collective memory and, and who we are and how we think about race um, in these days? So that'll be a good think piece for us to see this live play. And then we'll move into small group dialogues. We're, we're really happy to have um, young people from Norfolk State University, from Old Dominion University, um, from Grace Bible Church, um, from uh, First Baptist Mahan Street, a, a lot of young people coming to be our table guides because we believe that young people should be help not only a part of these conversations, but helping to lead the conversations. And the dialogue will be based around the question, when did you first realize race or racism was an issue? And um, this question has sparked an incredible amount of dialogue at the other Unmasking mm -hmm. series. So we're looking forward to that. Um, the, the table, we're gonna be using guides to our conversation um, by our partner, our exclusive partner, which is the Virginia, uh, Virginia Center for Inclusive Communities. If you look them up, they have a, a history of, of facilitating dialogues about race with different organizations, companies, and, and schools. So they're providing kind of the structure for our, our dialogues to make sure they stay productive um, and that we're getting all that we can. Um, day two of the Unma of Unmasking Hampton Roads will be our traditional panel session. So the first part of the panel uh, in the evening, you know, uh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, will focus on the past, Hampton Roads history. How did race and racism sculpt the decisions that we made in the past? And then the second part of the panel will focus on the current reality and our future. Uh, how does that foundation that's built and sculpted many times by race and racism, how does that impact where we are today and who we are today and what we do today and how we decide, um, we make decisions about our infrastructure, our schools, our neighborhoods, our elected officials, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the third part of the series um, will be a, a workshop um, it will be about uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, helping people understand equity, what it means to create more equitable spaces and communities, and how to begin to do that on an individual level with hopes that if we do the work individually, we can then go and apply that mindset across our communities. Um, and so again, those workshops will be facilitated by the Virginia Center for Inclusive Communities. We're really excited to partner with them. Uh, Jonathan Zur and Paula Baysmore who is the program director of, of Virginia Center for Inclusive Communities here in Hampton Roads. Um, so that's that's unmasking in a nutshell. Um, wow. we, we thank you guys for, for taking interest in the program and yeah, certainly for Christina sure. for coming in and being a part of our panel. Yeah, for sure. I, so something I would like to touch on is, um, is why is this, just for our listeners, why is this relevant right now? And why is this important to even do, you know, 
I think it's been important and relevant for a, a long while. Um, the first unmasking was created in the shadow of the 2016 presidential election. It was a time when there was a lot of furor, a lot of conversation in the country about issues of race, um, really in a, a political context, uh, in a socioeconomic context. And that conversation has only grown um, with you know, the current reality that we, we're inhabiting. Uh, and I think now more than ever, people who are not a part of traditionally marginalized communities are becoming aware of the reality of people who have always been part of marginalized communities. And they're beginning to say, wow, we had no idea, you know, our neighbors lived like this. We had no idea that, you know, our community was was not equitable. Um, again, when we did unmasking in Charlottesville, um, there was that horrible, unfortunate Unite the Right rally in 2017, which was deadly. White, um, white nationalists brought deadly violence to that city. Uh, and a lot of the response from native Charlottesville residents and people in that area, you know, the white people was, this isn't us, this is horrifying, you know, this is not Charlottesville, this doesn't represent us. But the counter narrative to that, the response from communities of color, which are much smaller uh, percentage of the population, but robust nonetheless, their response was, it is us. Mm. This mentality that brought these people here um, this this uh, mindset that feeds into uh, the the hateful rhetoric that we that's being spewed in our streets. It is it is us. It's ugly to look at, and we don't like to admit it. But this is part of who we are. And black people and people of color have been saying that for a long time. So, in terms of why now, there's no better time mm. than now um, to to have these conversations. Yeah. So where does the Hampton Roads Community Foundation come in on this piece? Because um, for, for those folks that are not in the Virginia area, just having these sorts of conversations, could you tell us a little bit more about what that organization is and like how it is making sure that it's a part of these sorts of conversations? Because community is the key word, right? Sure, yes. Thank you, Jackie, Christina, for having Samantha and uh, me on the show today. So um, thank you for that. So as Samantha mentioned, I'm Vivian Odin, Vice President for Special Projects at the Hampton Roads Community Foundation. I've been at the foundation for about 13 years. So the Hampton Roads Community Foundation, for people that might not know about us, we've been around since 1950. We are the largest grant and scholarship provider in Southeastern Virginia. Um, since 1950, we've given out about $282 million in grants and scholarships. So people hear the Hampton Roads Community Foundation and they just think we give out grants. But we've had other initiatives that we've been a part of from early childhood education to Academy of Nonprofit Excellence, helping the nonprofit sector get a certificate around nonprofit management. In addition to our civic engagement work under Understanding Hampton Roads, where we're bringing issues and topics like mental health, opportunity youth to the forefront so people can have those conversations. So about a year ago, I went through a whole leadership program around diversity, equity, and inclusion that was from the part of the Council of Foundations for community foundations, corporate foundations, family foundations, private foundations. with 
the effort of going into your foundation and being able to lead the effort of diversity, equity, and inclusion. At the same time, the foundation was going through a whole strategic look at ourselves. Um, there was no particular incident or event that said, let the foundation get involved in diversity, equity, inclusion, or racial equity. But we felt like with our vision of looking for an opportunity for people to thrive and opportunity for all that we needed to go and take that one as a priority and lead in the effort of inclusion equity um, in our community. So Samantha talked a little bit about it. Race has been a defining place in our American society for years. It's in our laws, it's in our policies, it's in our institutions, our economy, uh, economy which results in racial inequities, racial bias, structural racism. And so in order for us to not allow this to threaten our future, threaten our society, the foundation really wanted to be a part of this, wanted to partner with others in the community so we can address it providing a safe space so people can have dialogue around race. So many times people don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't want to be judged. They don't want to offend other people. So we wanted to come together with Gene Humanities, which we partnered with about a year ago and Samantha to look at this whole beneath the surface race and the history of race in Hampton Roads. And part of that was like a three phase process. The first phase was Dr. Tatum. We brought Dr. Tatum, Beverly Tatum, who is the author of Why Do All the Black Kids Sit Together in the Cafeteria and Other Conversations Around Race. She came to the Chesapeake Conference Center back on May 30th to really start the launch of the efforts that we have uh, went forth with Virginia Humanities and Samantha. And then phase two, which Samantha talked a lot about, was unmasking, um, hashtag unmasking HR. And then um, phase three is really how to look forward to continue the work in the community through some type of grant program. Who's helping us shape a lot of this effort is an advisory committee of about 24 people in the community from um, different racial ethnic backgrounds, different sectors, education, law enforcement, uh, Norfolk State student to have different voices at the table to help us shape this whole program. So really the foundation, the Hampton Roads Community Foundation really wants to be proactive and that was a way of us doing this. In addition, we had to hold a mirror to ourselves and say how can we internally be more inclusive and equitable um, so we acknowledge that we have to look at our policies, our practices, offer training for our staff so we can move forward in that. A lot of our work is working with donors who have really helped shape the foundation. So I'm leaving an effort called what I call Missing Voices in Philanthropy, being able to gauge voices um, in particular communities of color. Um, so last year, launching the celebration of Black Philanthropy Month, um, which is in August, it's been around since 2000, 2011, but last year was the first year that we really celebrated that in the Hampton Roads region with an exhibit called the Solar Philanthropy Exhibit. And then this year, having another event at the Attics Theater, which helped launch a Black Giving Circle called Visionaries for Change. So the foundation, in addition to the work with Virginia Humanities, we are also doing a lot of internal work. You're organization had to take a good had to do a Michael Jackson moment right look at the man in the mirror <laughs> yes <laughs> were you the precipice for this and whether you were what was the precipice for the company saying you know what we're like actually doing this work 
Well, we need to look at ourselves because oftentimes you see folks will say, we need to do this good work, but then their boards look a little weird. and Not weird, they look standard, right? Um, and then the, the folks that they have doing the work doesn't necessarily or are just token. So tell me what made your organizations look at themselves? A lot of it was me. Um, I went through that whole leadership program and focusing on diversity, equity, inclusion. So I'm helping to lead this effort. But us partnering with Virginia Humanities and Samantha is great. I'm looking forward to unmasking Hampton Rose, hashtag unmasking HR. But we also have to look at, to be credible, in the community, we have to look at ourselves. We People can look at our board, look at our staff and say, how are you leading this effort? So we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, let's look at how we can change our policies, practices. How can we be more inclusive and equitable in our grant making and how we engage donors and all the work that we do in the entire culture? So in addition to our board, staff, I was a voice saying, we need to do this in order for us to move forward, be credible in this space, we need to look at ourselves. And I obviously it was received well because you guys are doing it, but did you feel like there was any pushback or what do you think your hurdle was in getting to the point where we're actually putting it into action? There was no pushback. It's um, it's new. It's a new space for us. So there will be a lot of questions. But as far as pushback, no, people were on board. They realized that in order for us to move forward in the work in the community and having community conversations around race, that that was something that we really needed to do. So the foundation has been on board with that. The board has been on board with that. And they recognize that it's important. Oh, they believe in their work. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's awesome. I think I just have, you know, one more question that seems important to me. What do you hope to get out of this? Like, what outcomes are you looking for? Um, we, we have a couple different outcomes. I mean, again, first and foremost, we're hoping to make micro level changes mm -hmm. with individuals. So really starting on the at the individual level, at the grassroots level. And what people learn and internalize and the different perspectives that they're able to garner at Unmasking HR and really throughout the entire Beneath the Surface programming and hopefully with the other programming that the Hampton Roads Community Foundation is undertaking, uh, what we're hoping that they, they take away is the sense of being able to apply what they've learned and apply the, the more open mindsets mm -hmm. to the rest of their community. And so people are able to kind of spread that effect. Mm -hmm. One person becomes more open, then the next person becomes more open. And then your block, you know, you're talking with people that you have never spoken with, your neighbors who you've never spoken with. You're having coffee with people that you, you wouldn't ordinarily do. I know that in Richmond, for instance, people who met at Unmasking RVA are still in touch with mm -hmm. um, like little coffee meetups they do every couple of weeks. And they talk about these types of issues and how race and racism is impacting their own lives and how it's present in their lives or racial issues that you hear about in the news and just wanting to get different perspectives on that. So really hoping to make that micro change, uh, micro changes in order to affect um, on a macro level. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also, excuse me, then also we're, we're, we're hoping that with the grant making portion of this program, which comes after unmasking, that we can continue the work of organizations who've already been doing um, so much important work 
in this uh, Hampton Roads region that we can bolster, that we can elevate, that we can highlight, uh, that we can spotlight uh, organizations and people who who need resources to continue the work that they're doing. Um, even, you know, I would use you all as an example. You're a, a podcast, you're, you know, you've started out um, recently, but you're having important dialogues that people need to hear. If, for instance, a, an, an organization or a, a group like yours or like someone else, you know, any other group would want to apply for one of our grants at the in the third part of this um, programming um, series, you know, that that would be something that we would hope to support so that the, the work can continue. Um, so, again, the changes that we're hoping to influence with people through the unmasking. And we'll also have a bunch of resources available to people mm -hmm. online. They'll not only have resources to take away um, from our partner, Virginia Center, for, Virginia Center for Inclusive Communities. We also already have um, some resources up and available right now on our website, which is unmaskinghr.org. Mm -hmm. We encourage everybody to go and check it out. Um, you'll also be able to register from there. Uh, and then... I, I want to make one last note about Unmasking HR. This, this series is really, uh, the knowledge is cumulative and it builds on itself. So we really encourage people to take part in all three parts, not just come to one and say, cool, now I'm not racist because I went to this one event. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't work that way. If you're serious about making change within yourself and, and getting to know your community and how your community got to be the way it is, we encourage you to come to all three parts. Um, in October, um, there's going to, I have to look at the dates on my calendar, October the 10th, 17th, and 19th, okay? Um, and in November, we'll have November 14th, 21st, and 23rd. Uh, so if you sign up for one um, series, if you know, if you live in Virginia Beach, sign up for the first one. But come to all three. Don't just come to one because you will be able to gain and build on the knowledge um, from each from each part. And where do people register? Where you can go? you can register. Go to unmaskinghr.org and click on the little button that says register. Perfect. Thank you. So a lot of what uh, Paul Dunbar, only reason why I know there's high school. My cousins went to the school high school. He talked a lot about in his poetry. He talked a lot about this debt it, across many of his. His, his works, he speaks of this debt. Sometimes it sounds like a real debt, like paying the bank and the interest. I think there's one actually called the debt. And even in the masking on- in, in We wear the mask. Wear the, sorry, we wear the mask. He talks about a debt. Um, and what's really interesting is that this is called unmasking and it, and it seems like in phase three, you're addressing the debt. <laughs> <laughs> the debt in a sense. So it's really great to see that not only are you guys you, you taking this and using it as a conversation, but you're also trying to understand that there's an economic side to these conversations that that has to be talked about. You with the building, um, the, the community foundation with the building of the non white uh, philanthropy groups because there are folks out there that are of color with some monies that want to see great things happening and then you with you know you guys with almost like a I would I don't want to call it that but yeah grassroots looking at folks that are on the ground and keeping them on the ground that's right. um, doing great work so thank you guys for and I'm asking is completely free by the way oh, that's to, great to, to the mention. public yeah we yeah. wanted we that's another 
intentional way that we're making this as inclusive uh, an opportunity as possible. We don't want anybody to not be able to participate because of cost. Because opportunity is very different from access. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Precisely. Good way to put that. Yeah. That, and you see that. So thank you guys for being true to that, providing not only an opportunity, but creating an access for anyone. So if you need a ride, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you for being yeah, here. Definitely. This was great. We really appreciate you and the good work you're doing. Thank you so much for having us. So guys, thank you for listening. Stay open, stay curious. And make it a great day closer to history. Hey, Jackie, I just have so much going on right now. I have a job, the podcast, and all the other good things I want to do in the world. And I'm just lacking some clarity. Well, it sounds like you need to talk to Amy, the life strategist. What is that? What's a life strategist? It's like a person that'll take all your career and your life stuff and put it in a solid plan for you. Like take you to the war room, get you all your thoughts in order. Life strategist? I don't know. Well, if you're not sure, you can do a serving hour with Amy where she'll just do a free hour with you. And if you like it, you can go ahead and do a solving day with her. And the great thing about it is if you listen to our podcast, which you do, um, you can get 20% off with the code YNH. But if you're still not sure, just go to SolverSpace.com and she has all the information there. And you know what? We'll put a, some information on the sponsor tab of our Your Neighbors Hood page. Absolutely. Well, I guess it's definitely worth a try. A try.